Welcome to the CEO in Overflow podcast. My name is Emily Haas. I am a business mentor who helps coaches to create and scale a magnetic six-figure business, create their version of having it all while impacting others. And my mission is to empower women everywhere to go out and empower themselves with the knowledge that they need to really grow the thing that they can't go a day without thinking about, to really empower themselves to take things to the next level to take that leap of faith and to do and create the unthinkable so they can go and empower others. This podcast is really about you arriving back to yourself, being able to self-source the energies and emotions of abundance, certainty, and trust that you've been maybe looking for in the next number on the scale, the next relationship, the next sale, the next income month that you're looking for, and really be able to create that yourself so that everything that comes on top of that is from a state of overflow so that you can run your business feeling aligned, feeling in flow and feeling like, wow, this really gets to be easy. So this podcast is going to be your portal for accessing that and to also walk away with the next strategy, the next tangible tip, the next thing that you need, even if it's a shift in your energy and your mindset that you can take out whenever you need. And so I am so honored to be a witness in your growth and in your elevation. So get ready because this episode's gonna be epic. Imposter syndrome. So if you are just in the early stages of your business, like you're not full time yet, this starts at the very, very beginning of your business. You ask yourself the question, who am I to become a coach? And a lot of times this comes up if you are somebody that is literally still working through what you are going to coach other people on. So I know a lot of times even health coaches that struggle with food, that struggle with mindset around their body, they are still working through a lot and they fall into imposter syndrome around how can I lead somebody through a transformation if I'm still working on these things myself. And what's powerful about understanding this is like you only need to be two steps ahead of your ideal client in order to support them. Because literally just think about it. If you were to hire somebody and they were to tell you, oh yeah, like literally where I can take you, it's going to take like five years at least. Like you're going to have to keep resigning with me in order to get to your goal. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to find somebody that can help me do this in half the time. But you are still working through your journey, but you are still ahead of your ideal client. And it's actually a benefit for you because if they want to lose weight and you've already figured out macros, you've already figured out how to program your workouts. And that's the strategy you now want to teach your clients. You are maybe working through bigger challenges, like maybe going from macros to intuitive eating. So that's like a higher level, right? Like they're still wanting to learn what a macro even is, right? Like how to track them in the first place. They don't even know what to do in the gym. You're already past that. You're at like a new echelon and a new problem, right? So you can still coach them 100,000%. Okay, so that's the first stage that this happens. Second stage in your business is when you go to maybe actually launch your program, right? So like we tend to distract ourselves instead of selling or showing up. So I just was talking about this with my best friend. I see a lot of coaches who play business. 
They will do all of the behind the scenes stuff. They will write hours of content. They will maybe even show up on their stories. They will start an email list. They'll start a free Facebook group. They'll spend hours on a freebie, but they won't touch the DMs with a 10 foot pole. They don't reach out to people about coaching that have been engaging in a lot of their stuff. Like they're not on sales calls. Like they're not actually generating any money in their business. And they're just kind of doing all the things that show and feel like they're committed, but they're not actually doing the things that are going to get it off the ground and going to move the needle forward. So it's literally like playing dress up when you're little, like you put on the costume, you literally even believe you're like this Disney princess. And in actuality, you're not right. Because like, you just are not living in a castle. And like, you, I don't know, aren't running from a guy named Gaston, right? So like, we need to understand and realize that like what is going to get our business off the ground is how many conversations we're having, how many people know what we do, and how many times we're making an offer in order to support them. Like that is seriously what got both of my businesses off the ground. And it's a lot of like outward focus. It's not a lot of like inward behind the scenes stuff. That comes later when you're scaling your business past eight or nine K months. Like you've hit six figures, you even maybe got to a 10 K month before, and now you want to get to 20, 30, 40, 50 K months and above. So you really need to focus on, okay. And really ask yourself the question, am I doing the things that are actually moving the needle forward or am I playing business, right? So if you were to honestly just have an honest conversation with yourself, guys, that's the only way that we grow. Like I'm going through a lot of personal shit with my relationships, not knowing where I'm going to like permanently live and just kind of in this like limbo mode in my life of hanging out in Austin. And there was a lot of shit coming up. And so instead of me avoiding it and just like journaling and doing feel good things and not really digging in deep into like what was actually going to create forward momentum, which is me facing my shit, facing my patterns, figuring out what the hell is coming up for me, having mentors, like that's what's going to help me actually move through what I'm going through. But if I keep like dancing around it, avoiding it, it's not actually going to help me shift. So if you are dancing around the things you know you need to do in your business, like you're not booking sales calls, you're not getting in the DMs, When someone reaches out to you about coaching, you kind of just describe your program, but you never even ask for a call, right? That is like you playing business. And guys, I used to do it. I went to the same coffee shop every Saturday and literally with my boyfriend would write hours of content and posts, but I would never, ever get in the DMs. Like I was terrified. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to say? Like, how am I going to ask them for a call? And even though I had all the tools and resources, I was even in an actual business coaching program. I was too afraid of getting rejected and people saying no. Guys, do you know how many people say no to me? Like, and have said no to me? It's a part of the business, right? Like, and there's so many soulmate clients that say yes to me. Hell yes, let's do this. I want to resign or I want to actually join your program, right? Because like there's people that really aren't meant for you at the end of the day. Like that's just it. There's a million business coaches out there, but like why do people work with me? Cuz they resonate because they really just want to work with me because of my strategy. They have a problem that I know I can help them solve and they see that like 
I communicate a lot of value in my content and they're like, wow, I'm already getting a lot of value out of her free content. So I can't even imagine working with her. So there's so many reasons why people want to work with me. Even like their best friend might've worked with me and got amazing results. Right. But there are people that have said no. And guys, it was when I almost accepted that that was a part of the game and that was going to happen that I stopped letting it bother me. And it got to the point where like when someone says no, I'm like, okay, great. Like, awesome. Or if they say no, but it's because of an objection, I help them work through it. Because the coaches that avoid objections are the coaches that aren't really displaying their coaching in the first place. Because if you have somebody that you know you can support and they're letting money, time, or afraid to invest get in the way, it is your moral responsibility to help them through that objection. Because if you don't, basically what you're saying is you're enabling them like staying where they're at. And whenever I help somebody work through an objection, if they're open to it, what I'm also doing is like showing them, especially if they want to start a coaching business or take it to the next level, is that chances are if you're having this objection, you're probably attracting leads and clients that are having this similar objection, right? Because we attract what we are and not what we want, like I say to you guys all the time. And so anyway, circling back, imposter syndrome comes up when you start your business and you're like, who am I to coach somebody? Realizing that you only have to be two steps ahead of somebody in order to coach them. And what really helps me with this and what did in the beginning, like back in 2018 when I started my fitness coaching business, was I actually wrote down all the steps that I took from when I first stepped into a gym all the way until like working out was automatic and I knew how to track my macros and make progress and eat my favorite foods. I was like, what are all the steps that I took? I hired a personal trainer. I got my NASM certification. I studied anatomy and phys, like all the different things that I did. And by making that list, I was able to just look at, um, like you have all of this evidence, like look at all that you've done. So I highly recommend you actually make a list of all of the things that you've done to get from where you were, which is where your ideal client is right now, all the way to where you are today. Because chances are you are discounting things that you did do or that do make you qualified to be a coach, 100%. We always like disqualify things that we do. We're like, oh, that's not that important or like that's not a reason. It is a reason, right? Even mindset shifts that you've made around your body If you're a dating coach, any realizations that you had about like your own relationships that you've been in, those are all things that qualify you as a coach, right? Second time imposter syndrome comes up is, what was I just saying? Oh, what was the second one? I just like went on a tangent. That's why I forget it. Okay, so the second one comes when you're actually going to sell it, right? So you avoid selling it, you avoid getting in the DMs, and you spend your time kind of like busying yourself, doing content, writing emails, creating a free Facebook group. So what you're doing is you're hiding, like you're basically playing commitment without actually being committed. So where this will come up is you'll end up attracting a lot of people where they say they're committed, but their actions don't reflect that. So when you get an objection from somebody, maybe they're saying to you, maybe your audience is friend zoning you and they're like, yeah, you're like really inspiring. I know I want to work with you, but I just like don't have the finances right now, right? Like they're acting like they're committed. They act like they're super interested. Maybe they even get all the way to like getting on the phone with you and then they don't actually join. 
So when that happens, what that says to me is that you're conveying an energy of where you're saying you're committed to doing something, being something, and your actions aren't reflecting it. So what I like to do, guys, I still do this to this day. If I start getting any weird objections or like shit's going down, right? Anything that I'm attracting that doesn't feel good, I literally make three columns of health, wealth, and relationships. And I write down where am I in my life literally saying I'm committed to something, but my actions aren't following that. So maybe I said that I wasn't going to like, I remember one of my goals a couple weeks ago was I wanted to like stop eating out so much because at one point I was eating out like four times a week. And even though I was tracking it and I like thought it was okay, you know, if anybody knows what macros is and counting macros, there's a lot of like uh, discrepancies with like restaurants and stuff because of oil, grease, like the way they cook the food. And so I wasn't giving it 100%, right? And I wanted to give my goal 100%. So I'm like, I'm saying that I'm 100% committed, but my actions of like eating out a bunch of times a week isn't really reflecting that. So I shut that shit down, right? (laughs) Like I said to myself, and I talked to my coach about it, like, okay, I'm going to only eat out like twice a week, right? And that was like enough for me. And I still felt like balanced. I still felt like I was treating myself. And... I still got my pancakes in every Sunday. So there you go. Audit yourself. Once you close those loops, literally see how your results just start turning around. Like when you either pay an invoice that you've been putting off because maybe you currently are having clients that like aren't paying you on time or you even sent an invoice to a new client and they haven't paid it yet. Literally see how your results just start immediately turning around. So that's where imposter syndrome can come up is when you're afraid to sell it or you're getting a lot of objections from people. So that's a way to handle the objections. And then how to actually change that story, right? Of like, I'm afraid to sell it. What if it doesn't sell? Guys, like you will never know unless you put it out there. So I only share this story to help you like shift and just see the perspective of like where I started to where I'm at right now. But people always ask me, how did you pivot from fitness to business coaching? Because, of course, imposter syndrome came up for me. Guys, I wasn't coming out of the gates going, watch out. I'm going to show you how to create a six-figure business. I was, like, literally bitching to my boyfriend at the time. Like, oh, my God, I can't do this, but I want to do this. But, like, should I do this? And I was asking 100 people, should I be a business coach? And at that time, I had gotten to 20K months as a fitness coach. I had also gotten to the point where I was like mastering the DMs. Like I at one point was booking like 10 to 15 calls a day over Facebook, which was crazy. And I was like connecting with leads from Facebook groups. Like I figured out a lot of shit and I was really good at enrollment and overcoming objections. Then another sign. So always like look for the signs. Like if you're a coach that's transitioning right now or pivoting, or you're just like afraid to sell something you've never sold before, look at all the signs that you've been given of why this is for you and why you're meant to do this. So I always say, if you're feeling exhausted, and then when you're done a coaching call, or you're done doing whatever you think you're passionate about, if you get a second wind from that, you get re-energized, you literally feel like you just took an energy drink. That is what you're like passionate about, I believe. Because when I get off my coaching calls, I am on like fucking fire. Like I'm just like, I'm ready to go. And I could be like literally running off a five hour sleep. Like, so that is a sign, right? 
the sign that I was getting that like, um, you need to be a business coach was I was getting asked to speak in masterminds. I was getting asked to be even an assistant coach for my boyfriend at the times, like business that he owned and he was partnered with somebody and they were like, you would be an amazing like assistant coach for our group. So they had this like mastermind group going on. I taught them like DMs. I taught them like a little bit of content stuff, anything that they were struggling with and they were getting results. They were feeling really supported. And I was like coaching like 20 people at a time, like in a group setting. So that was like another sign, right? And there was just at one point where I knew that I couldn't wait around any longer. Like I couldn't wait around for any more signs because they were just going to keep happening. And I knew I was the only one that was getting in my way. So I went to a live event and yeah, like my partner was just basically like, um, I am so tired of you bitching about this because at the live event, I was seeing all these other coaches that were business coaches or aspiring business coaches. And I was like, fuck, like I was almost like jealous. Like I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. Like, and I just remember sitting there and being a victim. Like I was sitting in my shit literally like at the table, just like thinking, oh my God, Like, what am I going to do? How is this going to work? I was almost forecasting my own failure. And that was disgusting. I was not sitting in my shit. Um, I was sitting in victim mode, like my personal limiting beliefs. And yeah, just like drama around why it wasn't going to work or what was going to happen. So I just remember sitting there and my friend that was at the event was like comforting me and stuff. What's up, Val? And he just looked at me and he was like, okay, I'm so done with you bitching about this. Like you're going to change your bio and you're going to go live and that's it. And I literally got up. He's like, I'm not getting up until you do it. So I changed my bio. I walked down the hallway. We were in this like hotel and I was a business coach and it was a matter of like a post difference. Like the day before I had made a fitness coach And now I was this business coach. I remember calling my mom. I remember calling my best friend. I remember calling people that I thought were going to be mad at me. Like my friends that were like business coaches. They're like, no, Em, like you're killing it. Like clearly, you know what you're talking about. Like you should just go for it. And so I was totally supported by everybody around me, which I think is key. And it also helped me not stay in imposter syndrome, which was like, I have people that see my potential and see my growth and I'm open for feedback. Don't get me wrong. But like, there was no one around me that like thought I would fail. Like they're like, yeah, you definitely have the results. You can, you can do this and you've helped so many people already. And I had already helped my best friend leave her corporate job by just giving her advice, telling her how to sign her first clients, helping her with lead gen stuff. So there was just so much on the table that was just like literally slapping in me in the face, like you need to do this. So then imposter syndrome comes up when you make the most money that you ever have in the world. So this is usually like in your business, most amount of money. Now you could have been in a corporate job before that. And let's say you were making like anywhere from five to nine K in your corporate job. Then you start your coaching business you make all this money and you're at 9K, you have a 9K month in your business. So that's another form of imposter syndrome is when we almost hit our upper limit. So this is when you make more money than you ever have. And you almost like, I will never forget when my ex, he was like in a coaching program with me and he had made the most amount of money he had ever had. And he was like, 
I just, like, don't feel like I deserve this. Like, this is so much money. Like, those are not only things you might outwardly say, but you're also thinking. Like, you, you feel like almost like, yeah, like an imposter, but you feel like I can't hold on to this. Like, I feel wrong for having this money because you've never made that much money ever. So you're, you're literally in this alternate reality and your mind is just blown. You're like, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to spend it irresponsibly? Like you just go through down this spiral. And what ends up happening is if you stay in that spiral of imposter syndrome, you're going to end up either blowing the money and losing it forever, which is because you're communicating energetically that you don't deserve that money, that it's not yours. And so the universe will find a way for you to get rid of that money. Um, Daniela, you're crushing it. Um, But tell me what you mean. So you will either manifest bills, you will literally just start online shopping, your clothes will get ruined. So you have to like buy a new jacket or new leggings or something like that. Like crazy shit happens when people get into this mindset. So for me, when I had my highest month as a fitness coach, um, I was, I literally remember going to Ikea and blowing money. I remember like literally my car needed to get fixed that month, which was another expense. It was just random shit happening. And so, yeah, you need to come to a place where this is what you've been working for right? Like you didn't want to stay in that job. You didn't want to keep going down the path, whatever your path was like before you found coaching. And so it's understanding that you receiving this money is so worthy and so deserving and that any coach can make money online. Like literally any coach can make money. It's about keeping money and continuing to make money that a lot of people can't do. So I think what I'm most proud of is how far I've come with being able to not only give and receive money freely, but actually hold money. And I just think that that is a self-worth conversation and a self-trust conversation. Because when you don't trust yourself, you will self-confirming bias will put you in situations that will confirm that belief. So again, you'll lose something that needs to be replaced. You will damage something. Um, yeah, like I've just seen so many random instances that confirm the fears that we're still holding on to. So when that happens to you and when you reach your highest month, um, you know, Daniela, thank you for sharing that. So like Daniela put in the comments about the imposter syndrome, I'm afraid to have so much money. I'm afraid I'll blow it. So I had the same thing because I used to be addicted to online shopping. I used to be addicted to just spending money in general. Um, because growing up, money was like a very free and readily available resource. Like, I'm very, very grateful for the experiences I had, the things that my parents gave me, just the way that I grew up, my lifestyle. Um, and I had just had this assumption that it was always going to be endless, right? There was always going to be this limited amount of money. And that's a really expansive idea, right? Like, that's that's a really positive thought around money, but not in a way where you're constantly getting rid of it because you know that it's just going to be replaced. And so a really good exercise for you guys to determine when you're about to invest in something, you're about to buy something. I said this on my group call yesterday is, is it from ego or is it from soul? So when you go to invest, even in a coach, you go to buy a course, you go to even literally buy a shirt. (laughs) When you're staring at that shirt, Are you buying it because you're trying to prove something? 
Or are you buying it because you're staring at that shirt? You just feel this like pull towards the shirt. Like you're like, I need that shirt in my life. I literally have to wear it. I can't imagine me not wearing it. My life is just going to automatically upgrade when I wear that tank top. Like literally buying things that you're just absolutely in love with and not for the sake of having them, proving something. So also another ego investment is when you invest in a coach because you think you need them to be successful because ego thrives off of fear and that's a fear kind of decision. You thinking that like, I'm only going to be successful if I invest in this coach. And if anybody that you invest in makes you feel like you're not going to be successful if you don't hire them, fucking run. Because you will be, you need to decide before you walk into that enrollment call that with or without this coach, you are going to make it. You are going to be successful. That is a decision that is literally coded in you that no one can take away from you. But if you walk into it with this kind of loosey-goosey, like, oh, I don't know, and, and what if I get off the call, and like, I don't have enough money to pay her, and then I'm just not going to make it, I'm not going to be successful. If you have all these fear thoughts, like, again, self-confirming bias, so you will manifest people saying no to your program. You'll manifest, like, launches flopping. You'll manifest, like, something going wrong the day of your launch or your sales page not working or something like that, right? Because you're carrying around belief that it's not going to work and you're kind of hoping that it will. And you're putting all this pressure on yourself. You're putting all this pressure on the mentor. And so that's an ego investment. Now, all of my best investments in mentors, and this has been since I actually learned the difference of this, is when I just feel immediately connected to somebody. Like, I rarely have to read or see a video of somebody's content, their brand, read about testimonials, things like that. I just take in their content. And if I feel a pull towards them or their course or their masterclass or whatever they're selling or promoting, I always follow it because it feels like a soul decision. And you guys know this if you've ever been in love if you've ever been around somebody where you're like, I feel like I've known you for years. Like, I just feel like every time I'm around you, like, just my whole, like, everything just lights up. Like, you're amazing. You're incredible. You feel this magnetic pull towards this person. And maybe it's to, like, embrace them. Maybe it's to talk to them. Like, and it's the same kind of pull energy. And you feel it with people you click with as friends you feel it like just towards things you're really drawn towards. And so it's like you can't imagine this person or this thing not being in your life. You feel like it was fate. You feel like you guys are meant to work together, maybe if it's a mentor. And then an ego decision is, like I said, like I'm not going to be successful or I'm not going to make money or I'm never going to find love unless I date this person right? That's an ego decision. So just like money, a way to get rid of imposter syndrome is follow those soul nudges of something you're going to invest in. Even this giveaway, like you guys felt a pull towards the DM course to enter it. So you followed it, you entered, and then, you know, you ended up winning or receiving the gift that I'm going to give you guys who entered, like whatever the case is. And guys, every time I followed that, it always a hundred percent has worked out. So 
another form and the last form I'm going to talk about when it comes to imposter syndrome. And like, Daniela, let me know if that's helped you because every time you guys follow those soul nudges, what I was going to say is you're going to build so much self-confidence. Like you're going to be like, okay, like not only can I trust myself, but that I always know the answer. And now I know how to discern between what is an ego choice and what is this soul nudge that I'm actually following Because that is a woman who's fucking brave. And when you trust yourself, you are only going to attract clients and customers that trust themselves. If that self-trust isn't there, you guys will go back and forth about a launch. You will have to ask 100 people. You will not know what to say to a client when they're asking you a question. Yes, Daniela, like you, you literally will feel torn towards every decision in your business. And if you are going to ever become a CEO, like there is a point where you go from coach to CEO and at the point of CEO where you have employees, you have people relying on you, you have a team to run plus clients, plus the audience to show up for, you have to make decisions very quickly and you have to get into a rhythm of learning to trust yourself like over and over and over again until you no longer have to pause and reflect and journal and ask 50 people. You just already know the answer. And yeah, I'm all for taking time to make a decision. Don't get me wrong, especially like coming to Austin or bigger decisions. But when it comes to like what to launch, like I might take a day or something and like think it out. But I pretty much know you feel this excitement and pull towards whatever you're about to launch. Like, hell yeah. Can't wait to talk about that. That's the thing that you're supposed to launch. Okay. So the last form of comparisonitis is when you guys are scaling your business and you launch something that requires less of your time that you're just like, ugh, but wait, are they gonna buy because they're not on the phone with me 24 hours? Are they gonna buy when they don't have any contact with me? Are they gonna keep buying if I make the price high ticket, but it's a course? Like, that is such a big conversation that all coaches go through. So let's paint the scenario. You've filled up your one-on-one, maybe you even launched a group program. And now you're getting into something like passive courses and you get to a point where you look at the offer and you almost like can't break up with clients not being able to contact you. Like the reason why courses probably excited you in the first place, what's up Amanda, is you wanted more time for yourself, right? Because you don't want to have to be on the phone all the time in order to serve and fulfill on clients. You wanted to create something that was passive, which is a lot of times what draws people towards courses, especially people like me that want to like travel and things like that. And you're going to get into like time zone differences. You want to get into like courses and it's also smarter because you can put them into like funnels. You can run ads towards them. You run ads towards anything, but like courses in general, they're just so efficient and you get so much of your time back. So you are kind of hanging on. You're like, oh, well, should I offer a strategy session with it? Um, Should they get a bonus call with me? And you're only holding on to that, not because you actually want to do the call, but because you are holding on to it because you think it's the only way it's going to sell. So this is where imposter syndrome comes up again, because you're like, well, if I don't have these calls, if I don't add like email support or messenger support, they're not going to buy. So not true. Okay. So again, self-confirming bias though, if that's your belief that in order for people to buy my course, I need to add on all these bells and whistles and all these calls, 
then if you don't do that, yeah, no one's going to buy, right? Because self-confirming bias, like we find what we're looking for. So again, every single time you run into imposter syndrome, it all comes down to a decision. So this is a really good exercise that I did when I first sold something that I never sold before that didn't require a call with me, something that I thought wasn't going to sell, how I worked through that. So the first thing I want you to write down is all of the outcomes that you desire. So with this launch, what are all of the outcomes that you desire? Maybe it's a six-figure launch. Maybe it's 20 clients that are in the, or customers or students that are in the course. Writing out all of your desires, then writing out all of the bullshit, fears, limiting beliefs coming up for you around why it's not going to sell. Oh, well, they want more support. They're going to want more accountability. Um, you know, the price might be too low, anything that's coming up for you around that. And then you saying, I forgive myself for having these beliefs. I trust and know that I am being guided and I'm choosing into, and I'm so worthy of this new reality instead. And then you write out the new reality that soulmate clients are easily and effortlessly enrolling into your course, creating amazing results. They literally love how self-guided the course is, so much so that they don't need my accountability at all. Um, I'm getting hours of my time back and I'm making hundreds and thousands of dollars. Like write out the desired outcome in your new reality that you're going to choose and lock in and decide. And guys, when I first launched my DM course back in October, last October, it was amazing experience, but I also fell into the trap of thinking that I needed a Facebook group with it. I needed to do live calls and I was live launching it. Like the trainings actually would be uploaded in the course after I would do them. But still, I knew that there was like some belief that I needed that Facebook group. I needed them like having accountability in order for me to feel secure and like justify the price and like me selling it. And it just created so much, again, imposter syndrome. Like there's no way I can't have a Facebook group. There's no way somebody's going to I relaunch it again and all these people sell it and it doesn't have the Facebook group now because the course is so self-guided that the videos are like so informational, so instructional that I literally do not need to get on the phone with them for somebody to create results or to understand. So that is an exercise that's really powerful is you just deciding what is your new reality. And this came up for me even when I transitioned from doing sales calls to closing in the DMs. It was the same thing. It was like, no one's going to buy if I don't get on the call with them. And literally, guys, doubled my income in less than four weeks, converting people in the DMs. Like, literally no sales call. They would pay me. I'd send an invoice or a link for the payment, and they would pay right then and there. And it was all for me deciding that I was valuable enough, that they wanted to work with me, and that that was enough, right? Like I didn't need to get on the phone because I found that whenever I would get on the phone, I was almost talking somebody into the program, which is not what I wanted to do. So I actually want to do, because this is pretty long already, I want to do a part two around comparisonitis and comparing yourself to other people. So I'm going to do a part two of this. Um, I might do this next Thursday as kind of like a part two series. Um, Thursdays are a good day to go live. So I'm going to start doing them. Haven't gone live consistently in a while. Um, and 
guys, if you entered the giveaway, I'm still going to enter you, enter you, I'm still going to give you a free gift for, yeah, just like entering, being a part of it. And then I'm also going to add a special bonus for anybody that's interested in the course, wants to hear more. I'm going to give you guys a huge bonus if you're interested. Um, and yeah, I'll DM you later about all the details and what that looks like. And I personally wanted to invite you guys to my free community call tomorrow. So it's called Caffeine and Cashflow. We hang out every Friday or every other Friday if I'm moving, like last Friday. Um, and we're going to talk about how to sell courses. So it's going to be on Zoom. It's the link in my bio if you guys want to sign up. It's going to be at 12 uh, CST. So that's 10 a.m. PST and then that's 1 p.m. EST. But if you guys are interested in selling courses or you have a course right now, but you have no idea how to launch it, I'm actually going to be giving away my launch plan. So you guys will see how I launched the DM course like this past month, all my tips and tricks and secrets. So you guys definitely want to sign up for that training. You'll get the replay, but you won't get your questions answered live if you don't tune in. So just as a recap, guys, I'm going to do a part two on comparisonitis. If you missed the first half of this around imposter syndrome, definitely get back into the beginning and post your questions. I don't know if you can do that when you watch back live or if you can just comment when I like repost it. I don't, I don't know. But bottom line, guys, and I'm going to do a part two next Thursday on comparisonitis. But final note around imposter syndrome is I want you to actually go down the worst case scenario of what's going to happen regardless of what level you're at. What's going to happen? Oh, I'm going to screenshot this. Daniela, you're so sweet. Um, so what's going to happen if you never launch this business? What's the worst case scenario of what's going to happen to your ideal client? So go down the rabbit hole of literally like, she's going to get a divorce. She's going to be by herself. Like she's going to have so many emotional eating issues maybe, or she's going to be mean to her kids. Like go down the rabbit hole of what's going to happen to this woman. Like seriously. Second thing is when you're afraid to sell something, what's the worst case scenario? If people do not get this product, if they don't get the course, if they not in your, they're not in your group program, they never hear about you. What is the worst case scenario of what's going to happen to them. If this program doesn't get out there, what is the worst case scenario that's going to happen if you don't show up and sell? So when people have resistance around the DMs, which is why I'm so passionate about this course and giving it away to somebody, is that you are literally having somebody go unhelped because you're getting in your own way. Like you're saying that my shit is more important and me being scared is more important than helping one person out there. Because guys, the more you avoid the DMs, the more that people just go unhelped, like bottom line, the more that you hold back from selling, like the, the less people actually have a transformation in whatever area you're coaching. So just want to say that and that think on it, sleep on it. Lord knows I need sleep. I literally have woken up 420 yesterday, which hi. Um, and then today it was 450 cute. No. Um, so it's just like, it's literally something that you just have to like really consider when you're holding yourself back and just also like understand. Oh my God. I thought that was a bug. <laughs> just also understand that like, yeah, people are just going to go unhelped the more that you hold back. And so I'm going to upload this audio to 
my podcast so you guys can listen back to it. And like I said, anybody that entered the giveaway, you guys are going to get something huge from me, a gift for taking the time and energy to enter. And um, congrats to Eve, Eva, I believe your name is Eve. Okay, I'm going to reach out to you and I will talk to you guys soon. This podcast is brought to you by my one-on-one private coaching. So guys, I have not launched this thing in literally nine months because yeah, my clients have gotten such amazing results that they just keep sending me people. So I am so honored and blessed to open up three more spots. I've restructured some things. I've hired more people. So I have more availability right now. And yeah, this is for the coach who's looking to scale their business to 20K plus months, who wants proven and tested systems that I've already tried out, my clients have already tried out, and either wants to pivot their business, change their niche, expand their offers, or just really wants to actually enjoy their business, have their time back, and to be able to get into a place of completely trusting themselves being unattached to sales, knowing exactly what to say on a sales call, how to powerfully work through objections with leads, always knowing what to launch, how to launch it, what to post when, all of the structure plus all of the mindset work to remove imposter syndrome, maybe comparisonitis of other coaches in your space, or just reaching the amount of income you never have before and maybe you've self-sabotaged it. So we are going to break all of that We are going to unlock the next level version of you and create your version of having it all. So all you have to do is DM me on Instagram, the word curious. We will go back and forth and make sure it's 100% a good fit and go from there. So let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much for listening to the CEO and Overflow podcast. If you want to connect with me further around whatever I have going on that's really speaking to you, anything that you want to ask me or future podcast episode ideas, feel free to DM me on Instagram. My link for my profile is in the show notes, and I will see you in the next episode.